Hello friends and fellow lovers of all things beachy. Welcome to The Beach Speaks. I'm your host and beach lover, Paige Friend, sharing conversations and stories to help you reconnect with the beach, return to your soul, and reimagine your life. Whether they're an entrepreneur, a conscious creator, or just someone who loves the beach, all my guests have a story to tell about what makes the beach the place to be. So grab a cool drink, sit back in your beach chair, stick your toes in the sand, and join me for this episode of The Beach Speaks. Hey, beach lovers. How is the beach speaking to you today? Well, for me, as it often happens, I get it into my head to do a thing, and then the beach tells me to do something different. I feel like I've said that before, but I guess it's worth repeating, you know, stay in the flow and trust the process, right? My original intention for these bonus episodes was to share something short and sweet, you know, Share some of your stories, comments, maybe some BG tips or meditation, something light to listen to in between some of the more in-depth episodes. However, as much as I want this to be uplifting, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't first acknowledge what's going on in the world right now with Russia's horrific invasion of Ukraine, the the suffering, the loss, it, it's heartbreaking And yet, when I witness the heroic resistance of the Ukrainians, I don't know, I was going to say it's inspiring, but that doesn't seem quite the right word. I guess I'm in awe. And I wonder, what would I do in a situation like that? You know how conversations start with the question, hey, how are you doing? Or how's it going? And typically without thinking, you say something like, I'm good or doing okay. Well, when you ask me that, I often answer, I'm fabulous or I'm beachy. And it's actually because that's how I feel about myself. But there are times when I'm not. And I mentioned this to someone the other day that some days are just beachy and some that are, well, for lack of a better word, unbeachy. Some days I feel all love and light. And then there are the days I just want to crawl under the covers and stay there all day. Usually those days when it's cold and dreary and there's no sunshine. And yes, we do have those days here at the beach. How about you? What do you do on those unbeachy days? Well, what helps me is first to recognize that this too shall pass, and then find at least one thing I can be grateful for. 
And if I can't reach the beach for whatever reason, I'll pick up my phone and scroll through my 30,000 beach photos and videos. No kidding, 30,000. I'll listen to some music or a podcast that makes me laugh. Like Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, which is a, a comedy podcast where the hosts who happen to be brother and sister do these dramatic readings of actual one-star Yelp reviews that while I'm sure are meant to be serious, are actually really funny. I mean, who in their right mind would complain about a beach being too sandy or the water too wet? Just thinking about it cracks me up. And I tried looking for some Yelp reviews of the beach to share with you, but I couldn't find anything very entertaining. So if you happen to come across some beachy Yelp reviews, please share, send me an email or leave a voicemail. And speaking of sharing, uh, I have a listener voicemail to play for you. It's from Hillary, who wanted to share one of her favorite beach memories. Hi, Paige. In thinking about a memory of the beach that I wanted to share, it was easy to do that after listening to your story about wanting to meet your soulmate, quitting your nine to five and moving to the beach. And in that story, you mentioned Cocoa Beach in relation to where you were in Orlando at one moment in your story. And I was immediately transported to Cocoa Beach because it was the beach where both my grandmother and my aunt lived up until they both passed away. And just having those memories of being with them there and knowing that beach well and actually visiting that beach this past summer to honor them. Um, when really last summer I was on a trip to Melbourne Beach, which is just next door or close by to Coco. And so the the real memory that I want to share um, with you, the story I want to share is a moment that I had last summer at Melbourne Beach when my partner and I were there, sadly for his grandmother's memorial. Um, but having time to actually be at the beach in Melbourne and sit there. And it was definitely evening time because it was summer. So it was still light out, but it was definitely cooler. And that the sky had that lovely golden hour light. And my partner and I are sitting in beach chairs with our feet dug in the sand. And I start to notice that all of these little creatures are emerging from the sand. And it's not the famous Melbourne beach sea turtles hatching. It was sand crabs. And I had never seen a sand crab before in their iridescent white skin and how small they are and the way they shimmy from side to side when they move and how they burrow in and out of their holes. But my favorite part and what I can visualize now and sharing this with you is their eyes and their little like circular eyes that look like they're on little sticks, like puppet sticks and how like one can turn, look like it's a minute hand going to a three on a clock and the other, the hour hand at the 12 and that they can both move side to side up and down and not necessarily together at the same time. I just thought it was so magical and seeing all the ones that were close around me, but then seeing ones in the distance and knowing that they probably went on for miles and miles on that beach. And just that idea of how much life there is at the beach and how much that goes beyond the human experience. And as big and vast as that idea is, it makes me feel really grounded. And so I like to think about that. And I think that's how the beach speaks to me as I'm sharing this with you. So thank you. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Hillary, for sharing that. 
you might be interested to know that Hillary is a storytelling coach. And I just finished her Crafting Your Narrative solo retreat, and I highly, highly recommend it. I'll put the link in the show notes. And I thought I would end, oh, meditation, I guess you could say, called uh, Gift from the Sea by Anne Morrow Lindbergh. The style is of many years ago, and I just love how it kind of rolls off the tongue. You can settle into your beach chair and close your eyes and listen to these words. Imagine yourself in the place of your own beachy imagination and listen to the words from Gift from the Sea. I began these pages for myself in order to think out my own particular pattern of living, my own individual balance of life, work, and human relationships. And since I think best with a pencil in my hand, I started naturally to write. I had the feeling that when the thoughts first clarified on paper that my experience was very different from other people's. Are we all under this illusion? My situation had, in certain ways, more freedom from that of most people, and in certain other ways, much less. Besides, I thought, not all women are searching for a new pattern of living or want a contemplative corner of their own. Many women are content with their lives as they are. They manage amazingly well, far better than I, it seemed to me, looking at their lives from the outside, With envy and admiration, I observed the porcelain perfection of their smoothly ticking days. Perhaps they had no problems or had found the answers long ago. No, I decided these discussions would have value and interest only for myself. But as I went on writing and simultaneously talking with other women, young and old, with the different lives and experiences, those who supported themselves, those who wished careers, those who were hard-working housewives and mothers, and those with more ease. I found that my point of view was not unique. In varying settings and under different forms, I discovered that many women, and men too, were grappling with essentially the same questions as I, and were hungry to discuss and argue and hammer out possible answers. Even those whose lives had appeared to be ticking imperturbably under their smiling clock faces were often trying, like me, to evolve another rhythm with more creative pauses in it, more adjustment to their individual needs, and new and more alive relationships to themselves as well as others. And so, gradually, these chapters, fed by conversations, arguments, and revelations from men and women of all groups, became more than my individual story until I decided in the end to give them back to the people who had shared and stimulated so many of these thoughts. Here then, with my warm feelings of gratitude and companionship for those working along the same lines, I return my gift from the sea. The Beach Pencils break their points, and the pads rest smooth and unblemished as the cloudless sky. No reading, no writing, no
no thoughts even, at least not at first. At first, the tired body takes over completely. As on shipboard, one descends into a deck chair apathy. One is forced against one's mind, against all tidy resolutions, back into the primeval rhythms of the seashore. Rollers on the beach, wind in the pines, the slow flapping of herons across the sand dunes drown out the hectic rhythms of city and suburb, timetables and schedules. One falls under their spell, relaxes, stretches out prone. One becomes, in fact, like the element on which one lies, flattened by the sea, bare, open, empty as the beach, erased by today's tides of all yesterday's scribblings. And then, some morning in the second week, the mind wakes, comes to life again. Not in a city sense, no, but beach-wise. It begins to drift, to play, to turn over in gentlest, careless rolls like those lazy waves on the beach. One never knows what chance treasures these easy unconscious rollers may toss up on the smooth white sand of the conscious mind. What perfectly rounded stone, what rare shell from the ocean floor, perhaps a channeled whelk, a moon shell, or even an argonaut. But it must not be sought for, or, heaven forbid, dug for. No, no dredging of the sea bottom here. That would defeat one's purpose. The sea does not reward those who are too anxious, too greedy, or too impatient. To dig for treasures shows not only impatience and greed, but lack of faith. Patience, patience, patience is what the sea teaches. Patience and faith. One should lie empty, open, choiceless as a beach, waiting for a gift from the sea. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beach Speaks. If you like what you heard, share the podcast with another beach lover. And speaking of sharing, I want to know how the beach is speaking to you. Share your favorite beach experience or story or why you love the beach so much. Maybe you have a beachy tip or two that you'd think other beach lovers might like to know. Ask a question or leave a review. Just leave me a voicemail. It's super easy. And I'll play it on the show. Or send me an email at page at thebeachspeaks.com. I'll post all of the links to this in the show notes. And if more beach is what you crave, visit thebeachspeaks.com or follow The Beach Speaks on Facebook and Instagram where I post all my gorgeous sunrise photos and videos. It's another way for you to reconnect with the beach, return to your soul, and reimagine your life. The beach is speaking. Are you listening?